chapter twenty five of the nest of the sparrowhawk by emma orksey this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by dion gines salt lake city utah an interlude master him of praise busy was vastly perturbed try how he might he had been unable to make any discovery with regard to the mysterious events which he felt sure were occurring all round him a discovery which had he but made it would have enabled him to apply with more chance of success for one of the posts in my lord protector's secret service and moreover would have covered his name with glory this last contingency was always uppermost in his mind not from any feeling of personal pride for of a truth vanity is a mortal sin but because mistress charity had of late cast uncommonly kind eyes on that cringing worm master courage too good and the latter emboldened by the minx's favours had been more than usually insolent to his betters to have the right to administer serious physical punishment to the youth and moral reproof to the wench was part of master busy's comprehensive scheme for his own advancement and the confusion of all the miscreants who dwelt in acol court for this he had glued both eye and ear to draughty keyholes and lain for hours under cover of prickly thistles in the sunk fence which surrounded the flower-garden for this he now emerged on that morning of november second accompanied by a terrific clatter and a volley of soot from out the depth of the monumental chimney in the hall of a coal court as soon as he had recovered sufficient breath and shaken off some of the soot from his hair and face he looked solemnly about him and was confronted by two pairs of eyes round with astonishment and two mouths agape with surprise and with fear mistress charity and master courage too good interrupted in the midst of their animated conversation were now speechless with terror at sight of this black apparition which literally had descended on them from the skies lud love ye master busy ejaculated mistress charity who was the first to recognize in the sooty wraith the manly form of her betrothed where have ye come from pray have you been scouring the chimney good master queried master courage with some diffidence for the saintly man looked somewhat out of humour no replied him of praise solemnly i have not but i tell ye both that my hour hath come i knew that something was happening in this house and i climbed up that chimney in order to find out what it was pardonable curiosity caused mistress charity to venture a little nearer to the soot-covered figure of her adorer and did you hear anything master busy she asked eagerly i see sir marmaduke and the mistress in close conversation here this morning so they thought 
said master him of praise with weird significance well and what happened good master thou beest in too mighty an hurry mistress he retorted with quiet dignity i am under no obligation to report matters to thee oh but master busy she rejoined coyly methought i was to be your hem thy partner in life and so my partner my partner didst thou say sweet charity nay then and thou'lt permit me to salute thee with a kiss i'll tell thee all i know and in asking for that chaste salute we may assume that master him of praise was actuated with at least an equal desire to please mistress charity to gratify his own wishes and to effectually annoy master courage but mistress charity was actuated by curiosity alone and without thought of her betrothed grimy appearance she presented her cheek to him for the kiss the result caused master courage an uncontrollable fit of hilarity oh mistress he said pointing to the black imprint left on her face by her lover's kiss you should gaze into a mirror now but already mistress charity had guessed what had occurred her good humour vanished and she began scouring her face with her pinner i'll never forgive you master she said crossly you had no right to hem with your face in that condition and you have not yet told us what happened what happened ay you promised to tell me if i allowed you to kiss me tis done i well-nigh broke my back said master busy sententiously i hurt my knee that is what happened i am well-nigh choked with soot ugh that is what happened lud love you master busy she retorted with a saucy toss of her head i trust your life's partner will not need to hide herself in chimneys listen wench and i'll tell thee no kind of servant of my lord protectors should ever be called upon to hide in chimneys they are not comfortable and they are not clean bless the man she cried angrily are you ever going to tell us what did happen whilst you were there i was about to come to that point he said imperturbably hast thou not interrupted me what with holding on so as not to fall and the soot falling in my ears ay ay i heard nothing he concluded solemnly master courage he added with becoming severity seeing that the youth was on the verge of making a ribald remark which of necessity had to be checked betimes come into my room with me and help me to clean the traces of my difficult task from off my person come and with ominous significance he approached the young scoffer his hand on an exact level with the latter's ear his right foot raised to indicate a possible means of enforcing obedience to his commands on the whole master courage thought it wise to repress both his hilarity and his pertinent remarks and to follow the pompous if begrimed butler to the latter's room upstairs
End of chapter 25